Why do ENTPs use euphemisms to lie to others and to themselves? And how do they do it? How and why? But it's probably likely going to be how as we find out on this C.S. Joseph podcast episode. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. Welcome to the show. And I'm here answering questions of our Acolyte members. They are uh, part of our paid membership and they get video responses to their questions, one question per month, and they enjoy video responses to their questions so that the rest of the CSJ community can enjoy them as well. If you'd like to become an Acolyte member, csjoseph.life forward slash members, and then become a journeyman member, then upgrade your account to Acolyte from there. Or if you already are a journeyman, csjoseph.life forward slash portal, then click on the Acolyte section on the portal to upgrade your account. Awesome, let's get down to it. The question once again is, how do ENTPs use euphemisms to lie to others and to themselves? What detrimental effects are to be expected if this becomes a habit? All right, so really let's talk about like what the foundation is of what's happening here. So I had a, uh, a mentor a long time ago. His name was Digi. Uh, it was short for Digital uh, Ebola. He was head of security for Goon Swarm and EVE Online. I was recruited uh, into Goon Swarm uh, in Dust uh, in a game called Dust 514. It was a PlayStation game a long time ago. I was a member of the SomethingAwful.com uh, forum, so yes, I am a goon, and I don't care of all you anti-goon uh, pubbies out there. I really don't care, and uh, I will slaughter the lot of you in any game that I play, PvP style. It is what it is. So, as a goon, I was playing Dust 514 with uh, fellow goons, and we were in uh, the corporation Immobile Infantry, which is a play on Starship Troopers. And then after that, uh, we had some problems with Cerebral Wolf, and he was canned by the Matani. And then we ended up creating a new corporation called Goon Feet, where we would consistently dominate people and have fun. And I accidentally had the Matani with me, dear leader in my jeep and i crashed us into our fiery and a fireball of death it was good times that being said uh digi uh was playing uh dust 514 as well he's he asked me to play eve online and then i went through the entire process and joined the corporation eve online known as Goonwaf, uh, which was the main corporation that the matani is the ceo of in the alliance uh, uh goon swarm federation and we, they are still playing today. If you want to learn more about that, go to https colon whack whack sov dot space sov dot space and you'll get to see the uh, galaxy map of the galaxy known as New Eden and how much territory Goonswarm Federation still holds today in Fortress Delve. Also, suck it, NC dot, suck it, Pandemic Legion, and uh, also test, I had you by the balls. Anyway, that being said, uh, Digi invited me into uh, Goon Swarm, and I had an extra alternate character. I joined uh, an alliance called Insidious Empire, which was a servant alliance for the uh, Boogeyman Alliance known as Pandemic Legion, who ultimately were enemies of Goon Swarm, and then like, there was a war uh, relating to that. And I basically became a field operative, and I was studying, and I was basically spying uh, for the Goon Swarm Intelligence Agency, also known as GIA back in the day. Nowadays, they're Black Hand, uh, after rebranding to the Imperium, but I was OG uh, Goon Swarm Intelligence back in the day, and uh, was a really good field operative for a number of years, uh, with tons of exploits and very fun stories uh, that I could tell. But I'm not going to get into all of them right now. 
That being said, sorry HTP2K, but I'm the guy that called the hit on your Leviathan. Archangel Azrael, you go to the killmail, zkillboard.com. Yeah, that was me, man. You probably shouldn't have jumped your Titan to that Sino because now your multi-thousand dollar ship is dead. And I handed it to the big red boat on a silver platter while also pissing off the Adge for doing that. But that's okay, Mr. Adge. You're my bro and I love you. He's an ESTP. Uh, so, uh, but you know, as part of being an operative, uh, and I also started doing counterintelligence as well, Digi basically taught me how to lie. And I think Digi may, he was either an INTJ or a fellow ENTP. I really was not able to type him well enough or like be exposed to him to really know for sure. There's also a chance he was an ISTP, but I'm, I'm, I'm just really not seeing it. Um, that being said, uh, uh, Digi basically taught me how to lie. And he said, you know, there's two things. The first is like, hey, uh, the, the, first, the first lie is, is that, okay, uh, the best lies are the ones that you can make come true. That's the best, the absolute best thing, uh, in, in his uh, opinion. And then if you can't make your lies come true, then mix truth with your lies so that your target cannot tell the difference, basically. And those two methods of lying really form the core of ENTP manipulation because I realized that I actually do that naturally as an ENTP. I actually do that naturally uh, because ENTP deception is ultimately second to none. We remember all of the lies and all of the masks that we wear to other people every single day, and we can keep those lies going until the day we die. We absolutely can. Uh, to the point where, like, you know, you talk about that uh, that documentary involving that Tinder fraudster. I maintain that guy was an ENTP, and he's able to keep up his uh, his lies going, basically indefinitely mixing truth with lies to the point where no one could tell the difference. And oftentimes, he would make his lies come true, kind of like a magician would, and people would just end up trusting him over time. ENTPs are very accomplished and very successful liars, especially the INTJ-focused ones, I have to say. The ISFJ-focused ones are a little bit more affiliative, so because of that, uh, the ENTJ is not as willing to wear masks because they're a bit more concrete, whereas the INTJ-focused mixed in with the NI nemesis worry about their own future, the SI inferior depravity as a result of not really developing their ISFJ subconscious. It, it can really be a problem. And INTJ-focused ENTPs are literally the best liars in the world. They, they can keep their lies going for decades and it's really hard to actually know what's going on, which is one of the reasons why INTJs or golden pair are insanely paranoid because of that. But you know, the thing is though, is that if you're around an ENTP, um, you know, there's certain types that can actually really catch them in lies and I think to date, the type that's been able to expose me from my lies, hands down, is my supervisor type, which is the ISTP. So if you're an INTJ and you're concerned about an ENTP, if you have an ISTP friend, have the ISTP friend spend some time with your ENTP because that'll like actually really help you figure out where they where they stand. That's like really important. So keep that, just keep that in mind. Um, that's a thing uh, that's, um, you know, that's, that's important uh, to do that. ISTPs are probably the best out of the 16 types to actually expose ENTP lies.
for sure. I, I really think so. Uh, so uh, because it, it's it's so hard to lie to an SE parent or to a or a TI hero. It's so hard. Uh, it just like that's why I have a policy of just not doing it because it, it's it's there's really no point. Eventually, SI critic will catch up. Eventually, so there's. It, 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 it I, just don't do it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Now, oftentimes, don't forget that ENTPs often lie because they feel like they have to. Like they feel like they have no choice. Then people aren't going to believe them anyway. So, they, and because of their bitterness, they're just kind of they feel like they're forced to lie. They're forced to be fake because no one can really actually accept the real them. The thing is, though, is that like if they can just not care about that and do the what w anton says in his book the manual um ex and learn how to accept themselves regardless of the consequences and just accept that they are the pry of society and become the pry of society they can end up being like tony stark where they can just be like brutally honest and then people just accept it and actually like them anyway it'll make them more likable so they don't actually have to hide behind their lies anymore they can just expose themselves on their own and realize that that's what's actually going to earn them respect because that actually forces them to be a stronger person so, so to answer the question, how do ENTPs use euphemisms to lie to others and to themselves? It really just comes down to like, um, you know, TI parent really knows how to craft exactly what it says. I had an ISTP recently actually accuse me of, well, oh, that's a nice loophole. Oh, that's a nice loophole when I'm talking to them. And they're like, you know, because like literally one word in my sentence could change the entire meaning. And because I said one word and I established a precedent in a previous sentence, in a previous conversation of what I said, what I was specifically committing to, you know, the other party could end up assuming that I meant something when I actually didn't. And then they'll end up making decisions based on that assumption. And even though I have my little loophole, because the reason why ENTPs use euphemisms is to always give themselves an out. It's always basically, it's how they, how their INTJ shadow helps their ego unobligate itself. It is a defense mechanism because of how easily SI inferior is pressured and obligated and abused, basically. So that's how they basically free themselves from abuse is by being very careful with exactly what they say so they can always bring up later well i said it this way so why are you expecting me to do this you can't because i said it this way i never actually committed so they use euphemisms in such a way in order to get them out of commitment or to prevent themselves from getting into commitment it's all about maybes or possibilities it never is actually anything solid or concrete that's why it's important to get an ISTP around them because the ISTPs will force them to be concrete they will force commitment because SE parent and SI critic together via cognitive orbit will expect it from the IS uh, from the ENTP so out of all the 16 types the best chance at the ENTP lie detector is hands down the ISTP, hands down, hands down. Um, the other types don't really have much a chance. I mean, with the exception of fellow ENTPs, but getting a fellow ENTP to be willing to help you, they're probably not going to because they don't. They themselves don't want to get exposed, so they're probably not going to do it. So all that's left is really ISTPs. ISTPs are amazing lie detectors. That's not to say that they don't have a weakness because of NE trickster, but the thing is, is that any trickster through any mastery can still just pick out what is possibly happening. And while it's not really concrete to them, they know that anything is possible and they'll start exploring those possibilities. So if the ISTP really spends enough time thinking about it, it could even take weeks, eventually the truth will be revealed.
that's just how they are. So ENTPs, when dealing with ISTPs, just be honest from the get-go, you don't have to worry about that. If you're concerned about an, IS, an ENTP potentially lying to you, enlist the help of an ISTP. Uh, an INTJ, they all think that they're really good at dealing with ENTP lies. They are not, they're, they're dog shit at it, honestly. They're not good at it. They're, it's kind of a waste uh, to go to an INTJ or, to, or, or it's hilarious an INTJs think that they can expose the lies. Uh, INFJs kind of can a little bit, uh, but if the ENTP doubles down on FE child relationship with the FI critic, probably not going to be able to, but that depends. Like if the INFJ is shadow focused, they have a higher chance of being able to uh, figure out what's going on. Um, so it also says here, what detrimental effects are to be expected if this becomes a habit? Basically, uh, the, instead of the, the ENTP is at risk of being weak for the rest of their life, basically. Um, they're already afraid of being weak, but if you're not willing to be the pariah in society, if you're not willing to just submit to the fact that you're an edgelord and that you're creepy and that you're just automatically cringe to everyone, and because the fact that you're lying and trying to hide that means that you're making excuses, means like, like if you're an ENTP man, you're actually being feminine, you're not being masculine. You need to learn how to put self above tribe, basically and just stop lying and just expose yourself and just let the chips fall where they may. Literally, I would say that the philosophy taught in the film Fight Club by Tyler Durden is literally everything that an ENTP needs to learn because if they don't learn that, they will always be weak. So that is the detrimental effect of this form of lying and wearing masks if it becomes a habit. They become weak, okay? They're literally using lies to cut up their weakness and their uh, to cover up their weakness and their insecurity instead of actually being strong and take be being willing to take the hits or being willing to let the chips fall where they may regardless of the consequences. Which in my life, especially during my midlife crisis, which started uh, like October fourteenth of last year, uh, the day I broke my foot, um, literally. You know, I've just decided that I just don't care. I'm just, I'm going to be the edgelord. I am the pariah. I don't care. It is what it is. People will accept it or not. You know, it's funny because I actually had an ISTP recently. Uh, I was walking through like a lobby area and there's people like lined up and whatnot. And I just walked through the crowd. I didn't care. I didn't go around them. I just went right through and I just didn't give a damn because I don't, I don't give a damn. Whereas before I'd be like, you know, a pussy about it, you know, and just like go around or, or whatever and, you know, orbit those people. But I'm like, no, these people are going to orbit me. You know, I'm more important than they are. I don't care. I don't care if that's FI trickster. I'm just going to get through it. It's not like I'm going to make any physical contact with them. They can get over themselves. Oh, well, I'm getting what I need because they're not going to give me what I need. They don't care enough about me to give me what I need anyway. You see what I'm saying? So those are the detrimental effects. So in order to prevent that, you need to have the philosophy that comes from uh, the movie Fight Club, which is my ultimate uh, favorite movie because it is an amazing philosophy and it is the philosophy of the ENTP to the point where even the author of the book Fight Club is an ENTP oddly enough so anyway folks I think I've beat this dead horse really freaking well so uh, with that being said folks uh, I'll see you guys tonight on discord and thanks for watching and listening later You stole my heart of God